Hey you, thank you so much for listening. No matter when you are listening, no matter where you are, get comfortable. Get yourself a cup of tea, a glass, or an entire bottle of wine. Maybe smoke a blunt, get under a blanket, grab yourself some popcorn, and enjoy this week's episode of The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary beans, and any and everyone in between, we were having some technical difficulties, but we are back. We are live. We are here. And today we are going to be talking about some very exciting things um but before we do due to the current situation in regards to COVID 19 instead of recording on location here in the slut show studio in amsterdam this episode is an instagram live stream follow at the slut show with alan moore on instagram to never miss out on any updates and without further ado enjoy this week's episode my name is alan moore welcome to this live slut show i'm gonna be talking to She's here. Everything's working. That's great. Uh, to Newcastle's queen of anal. She's the princess of BDSM. She's an ultimate babe. And even though she struggles with endometriosis kind of complaints, she pegs like a boss. I'm talking about the one and only Hannah. Hello. Here we are. Yes, we're on there. We made it. Fantastic. Oh, fuck it. Now, there we go. So it. Right, right. How are you doing? I'm not bad. How are you doing? You look fantastic. Thank you. These actually uh, vibrate. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh my god. That's so cool. She's, for the ones tuning into the podcast later on, she's wearing vibrator earrings that actually work. (laughs) That's fucking dope. Um, We're gonna be talking about a whole lot of cool things, but before we do... The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. The podcast slash talk show about shit you and I have to deal with on a daily basis about feminism, insecurities, feeling like a bomb-ass bitch, and obviously about loads of sex. Enjoy your weekly dose of empowerment. Your weekly dose of empowerment. What is the most empowering thing you did lately? Um, I became women's officer for my university, which was pretty cool. Oh I also God, went to yes. one of the protests yesterday. Not one of the rowdy ones, one of the less rowdy ones. Um, that was pretty cool as well. That is so. awesome. Congrats on that. Thank you. That is so cool. I'm so happy for you. You do so many different kinds of things on social media and off social media, obviously, for women's rights, etc. Please tell us a little more about what exactly you do. Um, So I currently do a degree in psychology. That's uh, that's like the least I do. It's just like on the side, really. Um, So obviously I have my Instagram where I talk about sex, feminism, anything really that anyone else is too embarrassed to say I'm happy to go on about um I work I well I set up a branch within my university of sex expression which I uh really love and I am keep it on the DL I am looking at going for one of the national committee roles this year wow that's awesome yeah well I just throw myself into these leadership things I'm like any opportunity I will take that good and then Mm -hmm. uh I do well-being stuff. I, the city that I live in, Newcastle, they offer quite a lot of sexual health training. Uh, so I'm looking at getting some like formal, formal training uh, through that as well. So it's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> that is awesome. I feel like because you're also so young, you have so many, so many inspirations, dreams and goals. And um, I'm so excited to have you on the show because exactly what you said, the things that people are scared to talk about, that's exactly what you say. And I relate to that so much. Um, so uh you're only 20 years old i had no idea i'm 21 how did you get started with all of this on instagram well we'll take it back you know about six years i was a little slag 
And so I was going around, you know, doing whatever I fancied, not, you know, with consent, of course. Right. And my friends would ask me about it and they'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to suck a dick. What do I do? Or I'm going to get fingered or all of this. Right. And then I sort of realized that, like, I, obviously I have experience, but I don't have much knowledge. And I was like, I don't want to go around telling people the wrong thing. So then I started researching it for myself, looking at it that way. And so then I just sort of, you know, the more of a slag I became, the more research I did. And actually it became a big interest of mine because people would talk to me about it. And I would talk to them. Right. Um, I remember in sixth form, a lot of people found out that I'd taken it in the arse on a one night stand uh that was a good moment for me and the thing is i saw sorry let me just shut my window no worries i live was right next to first, here the, was that the first time that you were doing anal in a, during a one night stand it, it wasn't like a proper anal session he sort of put it in and i was like take it back out um <laughs> and so then i sort of realized that if i say it out loud and people know that i can't it doesn't benefit me to feel ashamed of it. Like I've said it, it's there. Course, and I have yeah. to kind of own that. And then as I was leaving sixth form, our tutor was doing um, like awards for each of the students. It was like most likely to whatever. And then my award was most likely to set up a blog about women's uh, rights. And I was like, you know what? There's actually nothing stopping it. me doing it. Exactly. Right. And now here we are almost two years later. Um, with you. You're vibing. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. For me, I think that a lot of people, uh, Julien joined in. Hi. Uh, he is actually, I know, I've known him for years now. Um, and when I met him, I had just very recently started my YouTube channel and mm. I um, shot a season of Hitting the Streets with more basically me just going out on the streets and asking random strangers questions about sex. Because I yeah. was interested in learning the answer and, mm. um, there were all these people claiming that everyone masturbates and I was 16. I was like, I don't know. Is that really true? I did not <laughs> realize that that is yeah. absolutely true, you know? Um, so I had to go out and find, find out for myself. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of how this all um, came to start. Um, you call yourself the anal expert. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself proclaimed title. <laughs> I feel like expert might be a strong term, but I do do a lot of it. So <laughs> um, I first started doing anal when I was 17. And I just thought that it was something that you put up with and, you know, it's good for the guy, not necessarily good for me. And so I put it in and I was like, no, 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 take it out. Because I was like, I don't like the idea of other things going up my ass. So I right. just sort of did it cold, if you will, like no stretching or anything, which... I now know it's a bad move and I do not do that practice anymore. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, he sort of put it in and I was literally like so tense and I was like, oh my God, like something is inside of my asshole. Jesus Christ. Right. And then my whole body just relaxed. I cannot, it's, it's re it was literally like that. And I was like, all right, okay, maybe this isn't, you know, the end of the world. So I sort of started thrusting a little bit. And sort of carry on doing it. And I was like, I think I'm going to come. And he was like, what? And I was like, for God's sake, man, don't stop. Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, he sort of sped up because I was like, I'm having a great fucking time. Um, and I, I was sort of like on the end of the bed, like all fours but extended kind of thing. 
Um, and then he was like, oh, do you want to change positions? So I was like, yeah, sure. My legs are dead at this point. Flips me on my back and he's like, you know, going at it with my legs either side of his ears. And I'm sat there like, good God. Tries to play on my clit. And I'm like, no, 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 do not. Like, Jesus, I can't do this. <laughs> right. Um, and then we, I sat there and we were like, oh, okay, we'll change position again. So that I was on top. Um, and I still came again and he came as well. And I was just sat there after. So you came like multiple times in a row. Yeah, really just like, like nothing I've ever experienced. I was sat there like, wow. That is, wow, wow. indeed. (laughs) Exactly. I'm impressed. And then, you know, afterwards he dropped me off at the Indian restaurant where I then went for a curry with my family. Um, You know what? Thank God that it all, you know, settled. The next day I felt so relaxed. It was just, it was so strange. My whole body was just like, eh. But eh. how did you go from, eh, to, this is the shit. How did you? Well, once it started feeling good, I was like, this is great. Like, I'm having a great time. Of course. Um, and so then I tried it with some more partners. And the more I started doing it, the harder I was starting to come. Um, and I mean, like, there is no sort of uh, vocal control with any of this. It is, you're going to hear what you're going to hear. Right. You know, sometimes in sex, if you don't want people to hear, you can sort of muffle it a bit or tone right. it down. Yeah. This, this is like, your flatmate's going to hear, the rest <laughs> of the building's going to hear, this whole street might hear, police might be called. Sometimes uh, they'll come up like, and be like moans or like crawls, growls almost that come out. It just, you, you can't stop it. If it's, it's, if it's good, you yeah. can't stop it. It's very primitive, and I'm sat there, like, you know, holding on to God knows what, trying to emotionally cope with the situation. Right. Um, and it's, yeah, so the more I was doing it, the harder I was coming. And I remember the last time I did it was on a one-night stand. Um, and I did, he sort of just went, oh, can I put it in your ass? And I was like, mm, I'm quite drunk, so I know I could probably take it. But then I was like, I'm not ready to take it. But then I was like, I do like anal, though, don't I? So... I was like, he was like, what about the tip? So I'm like, all right, okay. So he puts the tip in and I'm like, you might as well fucking chuck the rest in at this point. Like, <laughs> it's all going up there. Um, and I, this is a similar setup to like my bed at the moment. And I was sort of like this side and I literally had to hold onto the wall to be like, to cope with what was going on. Um, I squirted, he came and I like, came so hard and I was just sat there after like, ready to you know pass out and he's like do you want some fajitas and i'm like i'm so conflicted by this information yes i want fajitas no i don't want to get up (laughs) get me the fajitas yeah exactly like and and also i don't know what the medical term is but basically he produced like a lot of cum like a lot a lot um so i just balloon kind of fool yeah exactly so i'm <laughs> sat in this kitchen with an ass full of cum because i've not been to the loo yet even though i should have been to the loo and i was like oh god i feel so strange um <laughs> like eating this fajita semi like literally like head of my hand sort of falling asleep he's like are you okay i was like yeah i just came really hard that's all um and yeah i mean there were several damp patches in the bed i will take responsibility for the majority of that to be honest like but wait you just casually men- mentioned so i squirted so you squirt only with anal. Well, oh. mainly from anal. I've had one partner who made me squirt elsewhere. Oh, like with vaginal penetrative sex. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, I make all the girls squirt. And I was like, yeah, sure you do. And lo and behold, he did. 
Um, I've heard that before <laughs> as well. They didn't. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, that's what they all say. True to his word, he did. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what it is. I'm pretty sure I'm not just like going for a week. Uh, <laughs> but it's, I, I can't, if you, if everyone was able to come from anal, like I came from anal, we'd all be doing anal. Everybody would doing be, be doing anal. See, because you, you being so excited about all of this makes me go, mm, maybe I should give it a try. Well, I'm not saying you shouldn't. <laughs> of course you aren't. How did you, when did you first squirt? How did, can you take me into that story? It, I'm pretty sure that was the first time I'd done it. I'd gotten pretty close a couple of other times, but then the session had like finished. So like he finished, I finished several times and that'll be that. But that session I remember going on for a while. Well, I say a while, it was probably longer than, you know, like two, three minutes. Um, and yeah, I just, there it was, lo and behold. <laughs> but, okay, so I, I've never squirted in my life. I've never done A yeah. in my life either. So I'm like, I'm speaking from a totally different perspective mm. and, and like, I can't relate at all. So for those listening, tuning in later, uh, who don't know what it's like to squirt, of of whom I'm also one of them. So please tell me. I would lo love to know. If you imagine like the best orgasm you've ever had, like I can literal a literal one. That's the only way I can like properly compare it. And it's like that, except suddenly there's just this like. It's not really like forceful. It's more just like dribbly it's not really a good term for it <laughs> but it's not like you know like when you see a porn and they're like and it's like right oh. right like the whole not like that thing yeah it's not like that it's more of it just sort of like happens and it just the thing is if what i've realized is that if i don't squirt i cannot go for a wee or anything like that for at least half an hour after i'm too tense in all of that whole pelvic area for it so it's basically just like this extra release it's amazing. <laughs> I can imagine. I'd love to. I, it's yeah. not like I, like I decided, no, I'm not the kind of girl who wants to squirt. No, I'd love to. I just never yeah. have. Um, there, there was this one, one bed partner, and they were mm -hmm. also like, yeah, no, I have this trick, so I will make you squirt. And so they tried, and mm. it obviously didn't happen. Um, but so when you said, like, he said he had a trick, you know, I figured she's going to say she didn't do it, but it actually happened. You sound like such a sexually liberated woman. How do you feel like, has it always been like that for you? Or do you feel like it's been different? Um, I think when I first, well, when I first sucked a dick, I felt really like, because I did it when I was like 14. I felt really like, oh my God, I just fucking put a penis in my mouth. Like, what the hell? Um, and I think the more I did, the more I was like, it's okay to do it. Um, and the thing is, when you sort of tell people, when these sort of like rumors went round, I wasn't delighted. I'll be honest with you there. I didn't, but I felt really ashamed because everyone knew that I'd done this. And I felt really slutty, but not in like a good way. Mm -hmm. And then I sort of just turned around and went, yeah, I did that. And the thing is, with like, especially with anal, if you turn around and be like, yes, I love it. I think it's great. People often ask questions rather than being like, right. you're a slag, you're a terrible person for liking anal. It's like, look, if you don't like anal, you don't have to like anal, but do not 
also because I'll, I'll get quite rowdy with it and if someone's trying to sit there and be like trying to make me feel ashamed I'll be like well why though what, what is wrong if you what come so fucking hard why the hell is it about is it a bad thing exactly um and I think the more open I became the easier it became as well because people actually talk to you about it just like with sex in general um and people knew me for talking about sex so then they would actually speak to me about it and also it's quite nice when you get a group of people who come across as quite uh conservative and i'm sat there and i'm like yeah and then i took this big old nine inch penis up my asshole and they sit there like you fucking what <laughs> i'm like well and i love the shock factor as well that i can just be I like i love yeah. that yeah it's fun it's phenomenal yeah totally I, <laughs> when like years ago when i kind of started mm. making videos about sex and stuff i was like mm, i don't know if i want to show people this and now i'm like yeah i have a talk show about sex and then they go yeah you what and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> but also like with having this instagram it's helped me build a community well not, i don't build it but be involved in the community of people who are like me and who will talk about sex openly and who are so sex positive and sometimes what i find is because of like how strong this community is i forget that people aren't like it and you know i'll walk around my nipple piercings and someone will be like ah oh, put those away and i'm like put what away they're like <laughs> your nips and i'm like well no <laughs> That is so relatable for me. I, especially like Dutch elections just passed. And, um, well, mm -hmm. for like Trump kind of populist right wing parties, it went well, yeah. but for, uh, very left wing uh, progressive, uh, voters like myself, it went horribly. Um, yeah. and so when I was inside of my bubble of, you know, no politics are going to be great. People are changing. We're mm -hmm. voting for the right people. So I was in that whole bubble. So I was actually excited and I was like, okay, this is going to, it's going to get better from here. And it yeah. didn't. And so I was like, what? So there's also this whole world of people who I don't acknowledge anymore because I am so living in this community that I adore. Yes. Yeah. The exact same for the sex positive and feminist community on Instagram, I feel. Yeah, definitely. I, I love the people that I've made friends with through the, like my Instagram, it's doing my Instagram is a real pride of mine. Um, and I really, I just, I love the people I've found. Like I've made best friends from it and all the opportunities that have come as well. And, you know, since going to uni, I've been able to really push, not push it, but like embrace it in a way that I wasn't able to back at home. You know, right. What I just, I like love it. Being so <laughs> open about it on social media what is it like with your family is that um my family are supportive uh my mom i've said well i set quite a hard boundary in that they know about my instagram but they don't see my instagram uh, i don't okay. think my mom will be impressed about all the like you know booty pics i put up and but they love that i'm able to be so confident in myself and that i do take care of my sexual health in the way that i do um, I know it's quite beneficial for my little brother who's <clears throat> sort of coming up to that age where he is starting to experiment and he's like, like, I want to talk to someone about it. Being able for him to have what I didn't have makes me feel a lot better about it. Um, some of my family, like, I come from a Irish Catholic family, so not everyone loves me being a slag and being an open slag about it. Um, but it, I sit there and I'm like, well... 
it will be your daughter who comes to me, your children who come to me instead of coming to you. Exactly. Um, and down the line, you're actually teaching them some, something so valuable. Exactly. Because another thing that you are very open about and very few people are is SCDs and SDIs. Mm. But tell me some more about that because you have merch, which is fucking awesome. Go check it out. If Thank you're you. listening to this, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's also more about that. Um, I quite like going for STI tests. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's all my results have always been negative, which I feel like does help me a bit because I've never, like sometimes I worry. I, I think the only result I've had that wasn't negative was that I had BV and that's because I didn't wash my dildo properly before I used it. What's so it, uh, bacterial vaginosis. So okay. basically I had this like big purple, like I think it was silicon and mm -hmm. a load of dust had gathered on it and I was like, eh, I don't need to put condom or anything on it. Chucked it up inside me and then I was like, it's not thrush, but there's, there is there is something going on down there. But please don't Relatable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the thing is, if I sit there and go, oh, I'm going for an SCI test or an SCD test, other people will do it. They'll go, oh, can I come with you? And I do sit there and I say to my friends who are sexually active, especially the ones with multiple partners, have you been and got tested yet? You, do you want to go? Because also, I never mind going. So if they want, if they don't want to go by themselves, so all right, I'll go with you and get a test, which is a nice right. little family day out. <laughs> family day out, I love it. So right now in the Netherlands, this is this is shocking to me. Maybe it's it's not mm. still like this, but as far as I'm concerned, it's like this. Um, because the uh, COVID tests take place in the center that usually also does the SCD and SCI tests, um, we are only able to do it at our local GP. So we mm -hmm. cannot do it at like the facility where you can do it for free. So this goes off like your, you know, what you pay for free healthcare. And so a lot of people feel like they don't want to do it because they're embarrassed to tell their, their personal doctor, which that's a, a very, very troubling situation. Mm. Um, what would you say to people who feel embarrassed or ashamed uh, to go get tested? The doctors don't give a fuck, to be honest. The, mo the amount of doctors I've spoken to who just sit there and like, I think the most, the strongest response I've had is I've sat there and gone, yes, I've had multiple partners. No, I wasn't using condoms. And they gave me one bag of condoms and they sort of looked at me. She gave me another bag of condoms and I was like, well, you know what? I appreciate the sentiment and actually I will be using these. It, they are trained medical professionals and, you know, throughout their degrees and their uh, academic careers, they will have learned so much, so much stuff. So there's not a lot you can shock a doctor with, I would like to believe. Um, I like even with my uh, clip piercing, they're like, oh yeah. Sorry, right. like they did on Facebook. Oh my god, I am. I do. Yes. Learning so many. Things. Oh my god. How? Yeah. When did you decide to get a clip piercing? We're just gonna go with the flow. Um. So when I was like, probably about twelve or thirteen, I watched a porno with some lesbians in it, and one of them had a clip piercing, and I was like, "Wow, I can't believe it." And I was really, really turned on by it. I was like, that is a very, I am very, very attracted to this woman's vulva and the piercing in it. And so then from then on, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get a clip piercing. And I couldn't get one until I was 18. And literally like a month after being 18, I was like, right, okay, 
I went to Bournemouth with one of my friends and they were offering a clip piercing down there. So I was like, right, that's it. Birthday money spent on this. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, and yeah, so now it's, well, <laughs> I'll be like, ah, see, we're not seeing on the stream. Uh, <laughs> Too bad, Instagram, you can't see, you're missing out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's blue and sparkly at the moment. Um, oh, and I, cool. I love it. So how much did it hurt, honestly? As much as you think it will. It, but for literally half a second oh. like it of all the piercings i've got i've got nine piercings that hurt the most but for the shortest amount of time because it's quite like so i've got a vertical clitoral hood piercing so the skin is not very thick and it's quite soft skin as well whereas if you imagine like my nipples for example that that's a lot to go through with a needle so it literally hurt for yeah, half a second at most. It was so, amazing. <laughs> how, how did the healing process go? Because I think of underwear and, like, skirts work, but, like... It was surprisingly easy. Um, <laughs> the thing is, like, that whole area is very... I don't know, not antibacterial, but, you know, like, in your mouth, like, that sort of self-cleaning. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, like, you still wash down there or, like, use water um but it was of all the piercings i've had that has caused me the least trouble it literally we got it pierced um later that day i sort of used some salt water to clear up the blood and that and you know just making sure it's not going to get infected and aside right. from that it's fine it's great <laughs> oh my god so you i cannot just, recommend you, them you, enough you you didn't even have to go commando for weeks no the, will they recommend not to because i mean in a toss-up, would I rather have my underwear catching it or a pair of jeans? It's like... Yeah, well, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of summer, flowy pants, you know, nothing touching it, just having it heal and then <laughs> go back to wearing something underneath your actual clothing. It feels a little bit achy for a couple of days because it's, like, quite heavy weight compared to, like, nothing. Um, but, yeah, no, aside from that, it literally causes me no problems. I've never thought of that because, obviously, it weighs something... Because that's yes. the same if you put in very heavy earrings. You're like, oh, I don't know. Then you do it, and next time you put heavier ones, you're like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. it's It's been fine. It's Where great. did you get your nipples pierced? Um, so when I was 16 and a half, I, I got them done on Halloween. And I remember this. So I just finished my lifeguarding course, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to celebrate. Chuck some needles in me. Here we go. And... I went to two house parties, one at my own house and one at someone else's house. And I went to this one at someone else's house. So I was like, guess what I got done today? Me walking around pissed. I'm pretty sure I showed every person at the party my nipples. I was like, let me And I then mean, I went to this- They're there, you might as well show them off. Exactly. And then I went to this party at my house, told a whole new bunch of people. And I remember sitting on this one girl's lap and she was like, oh, I've always wanted to get my nipples pierced. And I was like, I'll come with you and get them done together. I don't know, like, just had them done. I don't want an extra bar in them at the moment. Um, yeah, and I just, we're all in, I was wearing, a, like, a strapless dress, so I was just like, oh, wait. <laughs> just fucking everyone. It was great. Nice. How much did it hurt, though? A lot. Um... Well, sort of. It's more that it hurts for longer. But, like, I've got, you can't really see, boy. I've got quite big nipples, so it's more for the needle to go through. Mm -hmm. um, and I got them done at the same time as well, which 
a lot of people, if they're getting both nipples done, they'll do them at separate appointments. But I was like, you know what? I'm a big girl. I can handle it. And it goes. The first one wasn't too bad. But obviously, because the adrenaline starts growing and things are more sensitive, the second one was a bit worse. Um, if I catch them, that can be horrifically painful. I, on one occasion, I was, I sleep naked and I was in my quilt and I was really hot and I went like that. Unknown to me, my nipple bar was caught in like the buttonhole. Oh no! And I was like, Jesus, barely awake. And then suddenly I was very awake. It was very, very painful. Um, oh, but then also the look on people's faces when they see I've got nipple piercings makes up for the pain. <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, I've, I've wanted them for so long. There's this friend of mine, she, she has them. And whenever I see her, I'm like, can I see them for a sec? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I want them too. That would be so nice. But I'm just scared of the pain. Did you do you wear? Did you stop wearing bras because of it? Yeah, I think that was the biggest. I sort of. I remember sitting in DT and one of the girls being like, "I'm not wearing a bra today," and I was like, "No, I can't believe you can do that." And then I got them done, right. and suddenly I like, I had a reason not to wear a bra. Like if you, I know what you're gonna see, and I'm putting it on display. Right. And so from then on, I was like, you know what, fuck it up. I just. I wear um, sort of like soft sport bra type things because I find them uh, like a lot more comfortable. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, I'm like, I don't care. I know what you're going to see. And it, it helps because I don't feel like people are staring unnecessarily, if that makes sense. Like I know, mm -hmm. like I don't necessarily always want people to be like, okay. but at the same time, I know why they're staring. Right. And so that, I feel like that helps quite a lot. I had this moment when I, I was working at like an office job. We were supposed mm -hmm. to be, you know, wearing decent things like um, yeah. a, ni a nice blouse and heels preferably, you know, just like office wear. Mm -hmm. And so um, at one point I had, I made like this um, bucket list kind of things like cut off my hair. I did that. Uh, do mm -hmm. this, do that, you know. So I kind of went crossing off all the things that I wanted to do. And one of them was stop wearing a bra for a week because I was always... I'm like chief commander of the itty bitty city committee and not as much now because of my antidepressants. They grew like they it's, you cannot even compare it. It's like one and a half sizes. <laughs> no, it's insane. It's insane. Um, very happy with, very happy with them. Um, <laughs> anyways, I wanted to stop wearing bras. And so I, the whole week I wore like loose kind of things. You didn't see it. And then at the end of the week, I was like, and now I'm going to wear something that shows everything and I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to walk like this. I'm going to walk proudly mm -hmm. because I have them. I'm going to show them. They're not that big. They won't be that distractive. And that exact day, my boss came to me and he said, um, Ellen. And I looked at him and I was like, what's wrong? Because I was kind of not working very hard. So I thought he was going to say something about that. Yeah. And so he goes, um, can you maybe wear something different? And I didn't realize. I was just, you know, I, I, I didn't realize. <laughs> and so um, I look at him and I look at what I'm wearing and I see my nipples being hard and I'm like, absolutely not. No. no. You have them. I have them. And I will be mm -hmm. wearing this for yeah. now. And that's when I realized I'm stopping. I'm stopping the bra thing. Yeah. I'm doing it. I think that's the thing, like, I've got quite perky boobs as well, which helps, and I have certain tops, which I just sit there, and I'm like, you know what, I have good boobs, like, right. 
Well, what am I gonna do? You sit there. Come. I will never be this young and beautiful again. So I might as well get my tits out, enjoy it as much as I like, and then when I'm, you know, seventy, I can look back at photos of me and be like, Nana Hannah had great tits. What <laughs> 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 do your old Nana Hannah look like? Facts. Fucking facts, mate. That is so true. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Um, you just told us that you had like a bacterial vaginosis. Is that how you pronounce it? A bacterial vaginosis. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you also have some, some kind of, you don't have endometriosis, but you had certain complaints like it. Can you tell me some more about that? Um, so at the moment I'm being investigated for uh, polycystic ovary syndrome because we thought it was endometriosis because of um, like the symptoms I was presenting. So like really heavy periods, irregular periods, uh, like loads of pain, bloating. Basically I was just a hot mess every, and also I was having to like prepare for a period and recover from it. And it's like, suddenly it's not just seven days, it's, you know, two weeks. Oh, wow. um, and then back in December, November, December time, I, lost about a quarter of my hair it just sort of just came out and it was just coming out and i was like oh my god what the fuck um spoke to some i spoke to some random lady in boots because she saw me looking at hair loss products and she was like oh make sure you go to the doctor about it and i was like okay because i don't want to upset this like 80 year old woman so i was like all right i'll go to the doctor who then sent me off for a blood test mm -hmm. um and then that blood test came back for high testosterone and with the complaints i made about my period they were like, all right, it sounds like polycystic ovary syndrome rather than endometriosis, as we mm -hmm. originally thought. Um, so I went off for another blood test. Again, that came back for high testosterone. And hopefully, well, I literally was on the phone to them a couple of hours ago. So they're sending me off for an ultrasound again to see, see if there's anything going on. Because the first ultrasound I had back in October last year was inconclusive. They couldn't see anything, but it didn't mean that there wasn't anything there. Whereas here we are 18 months later and there might actually be something, it might have developed further and things do feel like they're getting worse. So hopefully, hopefully it's probably not the right term, but I hope that they can have a look, see what we can find and see if Pin we can- out what it is. Yeah, and just work out treatments that are gonna work for me as well. Um, they've said that potentially going on the pill, but I'm so unreliable with taking pills that I wouldn't feel comfortable with that being my main form of contraception. So I might, my implant runs out in November anyway, so I might look at going on to the coil, the hormonal one, um, after then, so that I've got some... The, the coil, is that like the thing you shove up your uterus? Yeah, I, I've not been keen on it for a while because I really, like I have so many uterine problems anyway, and I'm like, I don't fancy putting something else up there. But a lot of people I've spoken to who have had the coil have been like, I've had no periods. It's fantastic. I'm so, going to have horrible news for you. I don't want to scare you, but I would never, ever in a million years recommend someone to get it. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't. But this is my personal case. <laughs> so don't like take this advice from me. But I'm going to say it anyways. Um, I ha was admitted to hospital five times because I was in so much pain. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was seeing someone and we, I just did not want to use condoms. So I was like, okay, let me yeah. just suck it up and hope that I can sit it out. And um, 
I don't know how I did it, but I set it out. And after four months, I finally could, you know, be a little normal again. But as soon as it's expiring in like three or four years, mm -hmm. we're done. <laughs> yeah. How That's are you coping with it? Um, honestly, it's, it's quite heavy. The knowledge that here I am at not even 21 yet and I might already be having fertility problems, it, that's a lot. And the thing is, we can put a lot in place in order to make sure that if I want to have children, I can uh, like genetically have children, but I might struggle to conceive in the standard way, if you will, um, mm. big quotation marks or those. Um, and it, it, it's a lot. It really... I'm glad to be getting investigated for it and I'm glad that there we've got the facilities in the city I live to do that but that doesn't mean that I love the situation that I'm in of course um, it, it's a lot <laughs> I try not to cry about it but like earlier just like being on the phone every time I'm having these conversations it's just a reminder that things aren't right and mm -hmm. it, it's yeah it's a lot to cope with considering my age of course it's super confronting and intense and all like it it takes over a lot because it's yeah you need to give them the power to and you need to wait and sit back and just see and accepting those kinds of things is so hard yeah i mean i had a conversation with my mom um because if there are going to be fertility problems i would look into freezing my eggs um and i've been looking at doing it anyway because i was like you know what my eggs at 20 will probably be better than my eggs at, you know, 30, almost definitely. Um, and she was like, oh, well, why not for your 21st we can freeze your eggs? And I'm like, I'm not sure if that's the 21st birthday present that I want. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Just not sure it's the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad of an idea. Exactly. So, you know, chuck them in the freezer next to the, you know, burgers and the chips will be sound <laughs> oh my god imagine but like like this you you're gonna laugh at me for asking this but they keep them for you somewhere right yeah okay <laughs> it's not, not me with my little uh, industrial freezer in my room like oh here's the room tour here's my bed here's, here's my, my eggs here's my eggs <laughs> if you'd like to have a kid with me i save them in the in the freezer like oh, say no more <laughs> say no more i'll whip them out um do you uh feel like because you have a lot of piercings that i did not know of before <laughs> this live stream um do you feel like that also is related to a loving bdsm i think it helps me with my freaky bitch identity like people can already sense that i'm quite sexually provocative and they from the get-go when i'm sat here and you know we're having a conversation i'm like my clip piercing my nipple piercing my tongue piercing and people are like oh. i feel like you have more than just vanilla sex and i feel like as an identity it helps because it makes me feel confident because i'm you know i can be sat there and be doming whoever and i'll be like right. read my nipple bars and they say bite me and i'm like do it uh, not the actual bars though for anyone listening please do not bite nipple bars do not pull them with your teeth it fucking hurts i'm putting an end to this now do not do it <laughs> noted i will never i promise oh. I, it's not no the one fun. but it 
it just helps me feel more confident because I like I know the exact reaction I'm gonna get if I haven't told them I've got a clip piercing and I sit with my legs spread in front of them. I, I know how that reaction is going down and more often than not it's oh. and I'm like I could have warned you but I don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that must be hilarious to just be like look at the clip piercing it's there. It's it is good. I think the funniest moment I've had with it is someone went down on me and they sort of stopped and I was like and they just sort of went spat out my clip bar and was like this is yours <laughs> and I was sat there and I was like thank you thank you for giving it back I'm glad you didn't swallow it and then I had to put it back in but you know everything was really wet so it was just like taking me took me longer than was Very still erotically charging yeah so it's sort yeah. of like minorly killed the mood a bit and also because I was like I don't know if I want you to go back down on me because you might just like lick it back out <laughs> so that, how how is it attached then if you can lick um, it out? in a similar way to like a bed well I use belly bars for my clip piercing so it's like a moon a curved bar and then it's got like a ball at the bottom and I'm trying to think I can't I haven't got any to hand. Um, it's got a ball at the bottom and then a screwed ball at the top. Okay. So it sort of goes under like that. So the big ball at the bottom is like against my actual clit if I so choose it to be. Um, and then the ball at the top is just, you know, sparkly. What is the biggest difference for you when they go down on you without the clip piercing versus since you now have it? Uh, the fact that they assume that if you apply more pressure, I'll come quicker because it's more sensitive. And I'm like, no, I would just go numb. And then that'll be that. I'll be like, get off me. You are now hurting me. Whereas, and also I feel like it does help with where they're going. Like, you know, having a clip piercing is a big old, here it fucking is oh sign. Oh my God, that is like, you you came up with the life hack. So yeah. like, here the clit is. That's well, what you need to lick. I would, I would love to tell you that everyone who's been down on me since having a clip piercing can tell where the clip is, but the answer is still no. And I'm like, how? How did you miss? How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the sparkly bit, that is, that is where you want your attention. Not the, the sparkly. Get, get the spark, lick the glitter. <laughs> I actually had someone who managed to lick the color off of my clip bar. I don't know how they managed it. I was having a good time, but they did. And I sort of looked at it after and I was like, that is not the colour we originally started with. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like good sex though. It, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I can, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, so what I, I love many, many things about you because you're fucking you. amazing. And I you. agree. <laughs> um, but one of the things is, so we were uh, having like a pre-conversation before the live yeah. stream. And you just, like, I kind of knew this from your Instagram already. You went like, yeah, I love pegging guys. Tell me more about that, because I'm sure everyone would love to know. So the first time I actually heard about pegging, um, I, we were just, I was sat with this guy, um, you know, we'd, we'd been having sex. And he sort of said about it, I can't remember how the conversation came up. It was sort of, basically, this woman on Craigslist was like, I want to peg someone. And he was like, okay. Um, and I was like, what's pegging? And he's like, so she fucked me. She put the strap on on and I put it on my ass. And I was like, what oh, the fuck? Is that an option? 
And then I didn't hear about it for like three more years after that. And then I had a partner who uh, also enjoyed anal play. And he was, I was like, you know, is there anything that I get quite competitive in the bedroom? I try not to. It's not the mindset I, I am proud to have. But I will sit there and I'll be like, what have you wanted to have that no other partner will do? And I get this though, but that's not a competition. That's just wanting to, you know, give them that little extra. Well, I do it I because that. when I have sex with someone, what I want is if they ever hear my name again, they go, <laughs> I remember Hannah. I remember Hannah. Exactly. So, and then he was like, oh, well, it's not something that I've only, well, my girl, a previous girlfriend used to peg me, you know, she put it in my ass and then I put it in hers and it was hot. And I was like, all right, okay. Let's get going. Yeah, so I got a strap on and I still, I'm quite confident with a strap on, but I still feel really weird. I think it's just like penis. It's because I'm not used to having something coming like out of me. I know it doesn't like physically come out of me, but it's still there. And I'm like, and standing in front of someone with like a dildo coming out of my pelvic area and I'm like, in your ass. Um, I so would love thought, to do that, to be very honest. I would love to. <laughs> I think there's a time that I feel good about it. Like, if I've got, like, a corset on, like, I've got photos on my Instagram with me and a corset and a strap on, um, and, like, then I feel quite confident. But if I'm just nude, then I'm, like, penis. And it, I, I, I'm learning to get over that sort of awkward feeling. Uh, once I'm, like, I, you know... I can imagine it's also kind of dysphoric on a smaller scale. A little bit, yeah. It's a bit strange. Um, and anyway, so he sort of introduced me to it, sort of taught me how to do it. And the first time I did it, and no one tells you this, because I looked it up and I was like, okay, you know, go slow, lots of lube, la la. It makes your thighs and hips ache like nothing else. I have never experienced muscle ache like that. True, like after two minutes, I was shaking, and I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm just a bad pegger. Oh my god, I can never be a man. <laughs> I, like to be very honest, like you know me, I, I'm a lazy fuck in the bedroom. Let's be honest, I'm just a lazy fuck. That's, you know, I, I love to just lay there and get yeah, fucked. Pillow I princess. You know, see star them. I don't give a shit. And but like when I see them working that hard, like sweat everywhere, I'm like, oh, yeah, damn, you're really, you know, I appreciate it, but whew, I couldn't yeah. do it. I I now understand why they feel like that. A hundred and ten. Workout. My legs, my legs hurt so much. About three days afterwards, I was like, I can't even walk, and it's not even <laughs> muscles. Like you know, I have done PE, I've done sport, I know how to stretch my legs. These were muscles I did not know I had, and I did not know how to stretch out. So I just had to cope with the pain of like having pegged this man um and it was hot i i really enjoyed it more because well i get no pleasure from it because i've got nothing like actually stimulating for me but the fact that i've got this you know six foot big man bent over taking it in the ass for me like that turned the, the submission involved and knowing how much they're enjoying it and i'm sat there that is so hot and that is why i like doing it um, I've only pegged two people, so little baby pegger. Um, and I, I can't stand a pegger, so I mean. And, and the second guy, I basically, you know, we'd have a sex, we're having a little break, a little water break, and I said to him, I was like, hey, do you want to see my box of toys? And he was like, yeah, okay, go on then. And he goes, 
what's that? And I'm like, that is a strap-on and a dildo. And he's like, what do you use that for? And I'm like, for pegging men. And he's like, do you want to peg me? It's like, bend over, come on. <laughs> Let me crack myself up. Yeah, um, so we did it both times he came round. Um, he seemed to really enjoy it, and I really enjoyed it. But was just, it his it, first time taking anything in his ass? I think so. He just sort wow. of... Wow. I was, I was impressed. I was like, you know, I respect the bravery. Say, say stop. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it, no, I've, I've only got a little one. I start off with the little one, because I'm like, you're not as much of a pro. It's more thin. It's like sort of that thick. So very easy to take. Okay. It's quite long. It's about like this long. So... um. Just a little one, just to get, you know, warmed up, just get you enjoying it. Not everyone's, you know, a pro anal cock taker like me. So. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> not everyone handles mine in you're like, okay, no, this is not going up my ass. Um, no. <laughs> if I can stretch, I that. if I can stretch, I can take it. Like, if I've got time how to you, stretch. How do you stretch? How do you stretch for anal? Um, so I've got a set of anal dilators. I treated myself off Love Honey. So they're basically like butt plugs, but thicker. So instead of it being like a... So look with a butt plug, it sort of goes in like a that shape. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the stick and then you've got a little, you know, gem or whatever you want. These are like a tube and it's pointed at the end so you can insert it, but it sort of holds its shape rather than being thin and it's staying in. If that makes sense. Is it kind of like dilators that uh, trans people use post-operation? Yeah, a similar principle, okay. but quite big. <laughs> I, I have a vivid imagination. Yeah, so like if I can, if I've got the time to stretch and, you know, I'm in an emotional position to take something up the arse and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Um, to be honest, if they are uh, lesser endowed and I'm drunk, I'll be like, yeah, George, chuck up. Deep breathing, it in it goes. <laughs> and also, the thing with pegging as well is that it give, gives me sort of like a, a power move almost because I can, that lots of people want to stick it in my ass. And I understand why they want to stick it, I do get it. But what I can sit there and say is I'll go, can I put it in your ass? And I'll go, only if you take it in the ass for me. Equality in the that. bedroom. Equality in the bedroom. So it sort of gives me more of a, like a level, because I'm like, we've all got assholes, so your prostate's up there. I love anal, so, you know, we're You're both taking the ass up in a minute. <laughs> so you have a t-shirt. What does it exactly say? Anal is not gender related, something like that? Anal is gender neutral. There we go. Say it louder for the people in the back that don't hear you. Exactly. I That's one of my favorites, actually. I love wearing that t-shirt. <laughs> I know you do, and I love that you do. Thank you. <laughs> Would you say that you're more of a dominant, dominant BDSM goddess or more of a sub? Or you're a switch, obviously that's an option too. Yeah, I would definitely say I'm a switch, 110%. It depends on who I'm with, how comfortable I am. I know that a lot of the time when I'm having sex with men, it can be easier for them to take the lead. Um, mm -hmm. But to be honest, I top from the bottom anyway. There's not really a time where I'm not in control. I'm just, you know, doing it from a very different position. Right. They'll be like, oh, okay, you know, we'll be having sex like missionary. And I'll be like, I want you to do me from behind. 
So yeah. they still sort of like feel in control because they're, you know, being the big man with hands on my arm. <laughs> I'm sat there with my head in the pillow trying not to wake up the neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> That's my forever mood. I can't even... <laughs> I, I there's one thing i'm certain of you just said i want them to go oh i remember hannah but i am 100 percent certain that every single one of your previous bed partners will remember you in the bedroom i'm i'm sure they do but i just have to make sure <laughs> <laughs> i relate to that so much i get that totally um do you is would you say that you've had a lot of bad partners bad partners um no, 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 bed partners, as in... Oh, how... bed partners. <laughs> I was about to say, so. Uh, yeah, I've had quite a few. I've, I've had a lot of sex. Um, I was talking to some friends the other day, and we were playing a drinking game, and um, one of the questions, it was like, oh, you know, how many partners has everyone had? And I said my number, and it's considerably higher than everyone else's number, and I was like, oh, cool, that's fine. I mean, Whenever I never... I'm doing drinking games, I'm drunk the first yeah it's never have i ever and they're like oh never have ever and i've done i have ever i have right. ever everything i, I have ever <laughs> cheers to that um yeah very relatable i got this game gifts it i think it's called something like who's the naughtiest and yeah. within 15 minutes i was shit faced and the rest was dropped it sober and i was like fuck again what is um the craziest sexual experience you've had would you say um crazy good crazy i remember whatever you prefer there's two that stick out in my mind the first was at a festival i you know went back to his tent with this guy and he did a line of coke off my ass and then we fucked oh we had to wait for those who do coke know that um i'm not saying that i do uh, <laughs> for those who do uh, like the men who do will know that you can't get it up straight away afterwards i know <laughs> yeah so you know he sort of did a I, I sat there and i was like he was doing it and he was like do you want some and i was like mm, no because i've been drinking don't miss depressants and stimulants that's naughty and then he was sort of doing it and i was like Seize the moment. Do you want to do a line off me? And he was like, where? And I was like, anywhere. So he's like, I want to do it off your ass. And I was really worried because I was like, if I jiggle, that coke is going in my bum hole. And I do not want to deal with that. Um, but it was, it was fucking hot. That was truly, I remember leaving that tent and I bumped into some friends and they were like, oh, where did you get off to? And I was like, someone just did a line of coke off my ass and we fucked. And they were like, you fucking what? It's like, well, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, it was like that, except in a tent at Reading Fest. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally, ever since I, I, I obviously don't do drugs, um so like <laughs> the drugs i've never done it's definitely a fantasy of mine mm. to have someone snort coke off a body part of mine uh obviously yeah. like uh, we don't do drugs we only lick pow powdered sugar you know so mm, just of saying course. just saying instagram we're not promoting any of this at all drugs um, are bad <laughs> drugs are horrible um for the ones watching this will be fun for the ones listening 
they they will be like who's ellen and where is she <laughs> what you do with her um yesterday i posted a poll a this or that poll um mm -hmm. with a lot of bbs and related questions and i would love okay. for you to guess the results because the results right. are the results are in it's like i'm hosting a television show the first one handcuffs versus tyrants handcuffs that's exactly what I thought, and that's exactly what the people voted. It was 64% for handcuffs, 36 for tie rips, which is a lot for tie rips. I think they can, you can get a little bit more like flexibility with them, but handcuffs are nice and fluffy, so it's like, oh, nice and soft. <laughs> See, now the thing is, I only have these ones. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. Like, and then yeah. you treat yourself to some fluffy ones that are just more comfy. <laughs> Like, I'm super broke right now, but, like, I have this list of things I'm going to buy as soon as I have money again, yeah. and it's, like, mm. you know, I'm just going to get a sponsor for the slut show. If, yeah. if the sponsor is watching, I would love to collaborate with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, tie them up or get tied up. Getting tied up. That's what I thought as well, but then I realized that there's more men following me, so I expected uh, it to okay. be tie them up, but it's get tied up. 63% preferred to get tied up and 37% would rather tie them up, which is interesting because there were a couple of men who voted for get tied up and I was like, yes, you can yeah. call me. Something I do fancy and like a previous partner of mine had these um, were like full bed restraints, like ones that go under the bed, ankles and wrists kind of thing. And I mean, I've had a previous partner who I, yeah, put handcuffs, you know, behind his back he had a ball gag in his mouth, but I would love to do it on like a full body. It's fucking hot. <laughs> I agree. That's exactly what I told that person as well. I was like, that's hot. Just mm. saying. Um, do you think they would rather spank or get spanked? Get spanked. Correct. 59% would rather get spanked where 40, 30. Mm. <laughs> 30. 31. 31. <laughs> 41 would rather do the spanking. Um, then I forgot to um, actually make a poll off choke or get choked. Uh, what would be your answer? Choke or get choked? Uh, I would assume it would be choke. Given it's... the number of men you said you have, I reckon it would probably be choke. I think so too. I would rather get choked. So I'm not one for choking. I really... I had a partner who did it horrifically and basically he just put it went like that and put his full weight on me um and i i went to sit there and tell him to stop but it just came out as a squeak and i just i basically just had to wait the second he got off me i burst into tears um, oh my god and he was like is this because of your past and i'm like no it's because you just fucking hurt me i had bruising for like a whole week i couldn't speak properly and it was oh it was god. so terrifying and i was so scared like so I was literally sat here, I was like, I could die. I, I just have to wait to, and hope that he doesn't take it too far. Um, and yeah, that just really put off, put me off it. It's, I would rather, I, I would rather neck kissing than neck choking for me. Fair, fair. <laughs> I, I had one situation not nearly comparable to yours, but I, uh, I, there was one moment where I was, I was really enjoying and then, I said something along the lines of give me everything, you know, something like that. And so um, that happened and I, I did not know what was happening because I'm going to be real honest. I had never in my life 
been fucked like that. Yeah. Like, that was a whole nother level. And for this split second, I was like, <gasps> and then, like, he kind of slowed down because he saw that in my eyes. And I was like, okay, that's better. But, <laughs> but when I said everything, I meant 90%. <laughs> I loves it looking back now. So, um, scratch them or get scratched. Ooh, probably get scratched. No, scratch them. Fifty-six percent. Actually, also a lot of men who said that they would rather do the scratching. I quite like it, um, especially if I've got like fake nails. Especially like in missionary, because I can feel them, and you can just like go like that, and then like grab their ass, and they're like, "Woo!" And I'm like, "Woo!" Right. <laughs> exactly. I have nothing to add to that. Tell everyone my face now. <laughs> <laughs> pull their hair or get your hair pulled. I would say pull their hair. Fifty-nine percent said get your hair pulled, whereas uh, forty-one said pull their hair, mm. and then the last one would my followers rather bite or get bitten bite that is exactly what i thought and we are both right because that is 61 percent who would rather bite whereas 39 percent would rather get bitten um this is an interesting one as well do you like bite play absolutely oh my god i the back of my neck is really sensitive and i uh had a recent partner who they were like kissing and biting the back of my neck. We were just sort of, you know, spooning, just have a little chat and they kissed and bit the back of my neck. And I was literally, I forgot how much of a sensitive spot it is for me. Cause normally if I'm getting on with someone, I'm normally like face to face or not in a spooning position. Cause we're doing right. anal and I'm like, you don't touch me. Just fucking do what you need to do. Do what yeah. I want you to do. Um, and he did it. And I literally like, I was thinking about it for about four days after. I was probably, to be honest, I was still thinking about it now. Um, and I, I literally sat there and I was like, oh my God, like, we could have not had sex and then he did that and i was like we're, we're gonna have sex we will be having sex again there is Please certain of those again. things that as soon as you find those soft spots within yourself your, your sex life is going to change drastically and it's going to yeah. be so much better um thank you so much for being here with me i had thank so you for much having fun. me my cheeks are sore from laughing <laughs> it's been i've really enjoyed it thank you for having me same you're so welcome thank you so much for being here again uh next week i will be back same place same time here on the slut show with alan moore instagram i will be joined by sex talk saturday's regular amanda we will be talking about generational cycles trigger warning sexual abuse in the black community politics a whole bunch of sex and way more if you like this episode i am 100 sure that you will love season one and two of the slut show just as much so head over to youtube.com slash by Ellen Moore or listen to The Slut Show on your favorite podcast platform. Um, if you want to support The Slut Show, you can head over to my Patreon page. The links to everything is in the bio of this IGTV video on Instagram. Follow the both of us, obviously, on Instagram. Thank you for joining me. Thank you at home for watching. And for now, sluts out. Sluts out. <laughs> <laughs>